Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. Hey, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of F Hustle with Kim Doyle. I am Kim Doyle. And today's episode is when it's time to say F it and just show up. This is episode 97. And I just have a couple warnings. One, I do actually drop the F-bomb in this episode, (laughs) and which will make a ton of sense when I get into it. Um, And, you know, life is never dull, guys. This is the second time I'm recording this. I was testing a different platform that I still might use. The interview video quality um, is higher on the other platform as opposed to the one I'm using, I think. Anyway, there was a technical issue on their end. They retrieved the backup for me, and I was listening to it this morning, and it was just a little... The only word I could think of was tinny. So here we are. Um, Take two, and I would rather have the audio sound good. The other thing I did was I recorded myself on video doing a solo show, which is very interesting because on one hand, I'm trying to look at the camera, but I'm also using the blog posts that I've written as a guide, right? Like I write my show notes out first. And when they're solo shows, it's just a full on blog post that could stand alone without the audio piece. But the problem is when I'm looking at the at the screen versus looking up at the camera. Anyway, the whole purpose of doing that is so that I can pull out clips for TikTok. I'll do a whole episode when I'm deeper into my TikTok journey uh, down the road. But for now, let's just jump into today's episode. Again, the title, um, and I'm going to use the actual word. So heads up, if you have little ears, there's some explicit language in this episode. You have little ears around you. I mean, not saying your ears are small. <laughs> oh, that was a funny visual I just gave myself. All right. So when it's time to say fuck it and just show up, I first came up with the hashtag just show up, hashtag just show up about 10 years ago. And I came up with it because I realized that's sort of the fundamental to everything and succeeding in business is just keep showing up and doing the work. Learning what just show up means at each stage of your journey is going to look different. I know mine has. On one hand, my ego tells me it's taken way too long. My higher self tells me it's taken exactly as long as it's supposed to t- as it was supposed to take. Talk about freedom, right? Self-responsibility, baby. So years ago, I remember being in a mastermind and there was a woman, um, I don't even know if she was in the group. I think her husband was. Anyway, but she had just completed writing a book when her computer crashed and she did not have a backup of her book. Yikes, right? Her response Well, it was supposed to happen. How do I know it was supposed to happen? Because it did. Holy moly. That is a level of zen I hope to achieve. Although I can guarantee you my initial reaction 
regardless of how zen I am, would be a whole lot different. Probably the furthest from zen you could think of and a whole lot of expletives. Uh, And hopefully I'll always have a backup. Thank you, Google Docs. That's what you write in the cloud, right? Anyway, but, you know, I'm at a point where I'm a little in awe that after all the time that I've been doing this, 14 and a half years, that I have now made a conscious decision to step into something that has me as nervous and excited as I was the day I started. Don't get me wrong, plenty of projects over the last 14 plus years have kept me excited and motivated, but this is more than a project. It's a calling, and it's a calling to just show up in a whole new way. Shall we? We're going to jump into this calling, which is F the Hustle, and it is creating a movement. So a little backstory on when I first came up with F the Hustle. Complete transparency. It was out of massive frustration. Now it's a passion and an obsession. Hustle and grind were being glorified by every male entrepreneur I was following. And at the time, I felt like this was how I was supposed to build a business. Now, we're going to go off script probably 20 ways sideways in this whole episode, so bear with me. I actually read an article this morning that I need to link to about, it was a, a woman, I think she's 48, and she said, I'm done taking inspiration advice from young white males. Because this space, when I say that at the time, um, I was every male entrepreneur I was following, it was dominated. This space was, and still is, dominated by male entrepreneurs. I'm going to give one or two qualifications. I love men. I'm not anti-man, and this is not about bashing. But a man's perspective is hardly my perspective. And so this is also a calling to every woman who feels that you've got something to say and that needs to be said. We need you to show up. Anyway, but at the time, I felt like this was how we're supposed to build a business. The whole hustle and grind and, uh, uh, you know, just, and I have a little bit of that driven um, uh, in me. And I, I have a very strong masculine side also. I do know that. But then something hit me as I was paying attention to who was saying these things and what their lifestyles looked like. Most of the men preaching this had partners at home taking care of everything else in their life, or they were 20-somethings with no responsibility to anyone but themselves. Two words, piss off. At the time, (laughs) I felt super defensive. I was a widowed mother with two young kids at home. I literally could not work harder than I was working. And the, the thing that sucks about this, you guys, is you don't know what you don't know at the time. And as you're building and you're learning, there's so much information. There's so many pieces to this puzzle and tech moves really, really fast. So you've got a mission, you've got a vision, maybe you get a website up and it's like, oh, great. Now I need to learn copywriting. I need to learn how to sell. I need to, to, to understand upsells and downsells and funnels and carts and advertising. And it never ends. It never ends, right? So it just starts compounding the frustration and the message to do more when you're already doing the the best you can or working as hard as you can is toxic. It is not helpful. And I was in this state of constantly feeling like I had to justify what I was or wasn't doing. It was exhausting. And you guys, I was one of those people that truly wore busy like a badge of honor. I thrived on having a full day and picking the kids up and then getting stuff done and oh, let's go to Costco. Let's go here. And then like cleaning and doing stuff at night. It was, 
I wear myself out sometimes, honestly, when I think about it. But I really equated how productive I was to my self-worth. It was a huge part of my identity. Not to mention, I did want a quality of life. You know, the house that I had in California, I'd put a pool in and I clearly, I moved to Costa Rica. I love the water. I love, I love pools. I love the beach. I love the sun. I'm a summer kid. And that was my happy place. I would go out in the afternoons. I'd work and then two, three, whatever, I'd float in the pool and I would just read. I used to jokingly say I probably use the pool more than my kids did. And I think it's quite possible, but it was in my head, I'd be thinking, okay, well, I can do this because now I can work again later. And it's like, you don't have to work again later. Anyway, quality of life matters. And I'm all about doing the work. I like to focus on the mastery of something I'm learning that I dig in and I practice and I dig in and I dig in. Mastery does not mean you've mastered it, but you focus on getting better. You know, shipping the thing you're making. I don't mean physically putting it in a box and shipping it, but you know, as Seth Godin says, just ship it. Hitting publish and showing up. But fuck me if I'm going to do it the way anyone else preaches or expects anymore. And that includes my old expectations of what I thought it was supposed to look like. I think, I, I truly believe this, that in many ways, the toxic mentality of hustle and grind has simply replaced the nine to five bullshit expectation of corporate America. Really, one is no better than the other. The only difference, on one hand, it's worse because you've created it. On the other hand, thank God you've created it because now you can create something different, right? You set out to create something you love that would give you freedom and quality of life. But instead, you created something that makes you question what you're doing. And again, realizing you've created this is also the moment you gain freedom. You can simply decide today, in this moment, I'm not doing stuff the same way I did it. I'm, I'm going to raise my prices. I, I'm listening to an audiobook, um, Chill and Prosper by Denise Stuffold Thomas. And it's interesting. I was in the car today and the section I was listening to, they were talking about pricing. You know, you could find it. You could find somebody that's going to build a website for you for three to $500. You can find someone that's going to build a website for you for $30,000. It's across the board. What someone charges, their value isn't assigned by you. So the same is true of what you charge. Now, I'm not talking about just arbitrarily. I want to charge $5,000 an hour. Have at it but you also have to be able to back it up, right? But that comes down, it's choice. And so the other piece of this is that enjoying your life today does not mean you don't want it bad enough. That's another thing. Well, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And it's a good question to ask, how bad do you want it? But that is not mutually exclusive with working yourself to the bone and not enjoying the time with people in your life. It does not mean you're not committed or hungry enough. No one gets to decide what matters to you except you. I, I could ask any person listening to this. If you had a choice, right, to spend, why did I throw in that right? Anyway, <laughs> but if I, let's put it, if I had a choice today to sit and spend an afternoon with my mom or make a million dollars, it would be my mom. So you stop to think about what matters most. And that doesn't mean you don't work hard, you don't drive, and you don't want to make a lot of money. You can have all those things. This stuff is not mutually exclusive. And I'm so tired 
of the bullshit message that you don't want it bad enough if you're not willing to sacrifice everything today. You get to decide. It might take you longer, but you have to decide what works for you. All right. And rant. So that's kind of where F the Hustle was born. And as much as F the Hustle is a clear statement, the truth is it's not about being against the hustle as much as it's about being for what works for you, about creating, it's about being for what you want your life to look like. All right, so here's how I'm creating a movement. My movement, my man. Uh, what was that from? Denzel Washington. I think it was American Gangster. Great movie. <laughs> Anyways, so at the risk of sounding trite, I'm going to create this movement one step at a time. The first step is showing up fully with this message. I've been using F the Hustle for a while now, and the newsletter is almost two years old. It was funny because <laughs> in my previous recording, when I was listening to the audio quality. I went on and on about this. I just published issue 88. There's 52 weeks in a year. So when I hit 104, it's two, right? So we can do the math. It's not, it, it'll be before the end of the year. Um, but that's exciting. And the thing though, is that F the hustle was more a part of my business than the business model. Now that's shifting. F the hustle is the foundation and it's the business model. So I'm figuring out the frameworks for using F the Hustle to create and grow a business you love while enjoying every freaking moment of your life. It is time to challenge the narrative. I swear, you guys, I feel like I've woken up to this idea over the past year. I, I just, and, and probably because we're in this massive paradigm shift on the planet, I really believe this, going from, you know, the the way things were set up in the 20th century and structures and models, and they all fell apart. And meaning they fell apart. I think the pandemic just pushed everything to the forefront. And so there's this awakening, there's this shifting of things. And as shitty as some of it is, and as heartbreaking and disappointing as some of it is, I think something, the Phoenix shall rise. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, but what I did, what happened for me was that I started looking at models in business, society, and government. And it finally hit me that they've all been created by one group of people. Maybe I'm slow on this. Again, they've been created by predominantly white men. Again, guys, I love you. This is not anti-you. I'm not here to bash you. But really, it's a piss poor representation of how things are supposed to be or should be across the board. So then I started thinking about uh, advertising. I just started thinking about this because one of the things that people say to me most often when it comes to writing emails and writing is, I don't want to feel salesy. I don't want to feel smarmy. And yet we have all this data on the different types of things that work with copywriting and with sales copy and having a hook and grabbing attention and being able to elicit feelings in people and scarcity and whatnot. Now, the bro marketers, I'm just going to use that term. And if you're not familiar with it, it's just the cheesy out to make a buck guys that blew up the internet initially. Some of them have grown and evolved. Some of them haven't. Whatever. I have zero data on them other than my own perception. Anyway, but then I started thinking about, okay, well, we have all this data. 
on all of these tactics because that's all we've studied, right? Meaning let's go back to the admin days um, and look at Ogilvy and all the greats of advertising and what, you know, is it Madison Avenue? What all those advertisers, anybody who's watched Mad Men, I'm, I'm going to assume that was a decent representation of the era. But when you look at it, did we test different frameworks? Did we test different models? Have we tried selling with a different way? Now, mind you, we are also now selling to people that have been conditioned to buy this way. I know I'm sounding a little matrixy or meta. My whole point in sharing this aha moment for me is that we have data and facts and things that work because that's all that's been studied. So remind yourself that. That doesn't mean it's not time for you to step up. It doesn't mean it's not time for people to challenge the narrative. It doesn't mean it's not time for new voices and a new way of doing things to be heard. The example I love to give is Brene Brown. I absolutely adore her. I got to see her live at a book signing in Northern California before she totally blew up. And you guys, I was such a geek. I got there the second the bookstore opened, like we were sitting for an hour, but I was in the front row and I got a selfie with her. She is just as lovely in person as you might think. Anyway, for those of you who don't know her, she gave a TED talk that just blew up and went viral. And the whole the whole thing was on vulnerability. Why do you think that that blew up? Why do you think it went viral? Virable? I just made up a word, virable. Anyways, why do you think it went viral? It's because it was a new message. It was a message people were ready to hear. It was refreshing to hear that I'm not supposed to be one person at work without emotions, without feelings. I'm not supposed to compartmentalize all of these different elements of me. And then I get to really own my story. Okay, that's the best way I can put it. And let's just say she's done pretty okay, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, Brene just continues to grow. Like we're on a first name basis, me and Brene. Anyway, although I think we'd be pals, really, if we were friends. All right, so what does showing up here look like? So let's get into the tangible of what this looks like. I shared in my last podcast episode that I plan to move everything I do online into ClickFunnels 2.0 when it's released in October. The release date is October 4th, although I signed up for early access October 3rd. (laughs) I'm like, come on, Russell, give it to us like a week earlier. Anyways, um, I'm sure that it doesn't matter. We'll get into that whole launch. this This is how anxious I am for this is Funnel Hacking Live is happening in Orlando um, towards the end of September. And I had kind of thought about going, one, I've just acclimated to the temperature and the humidity in Costa Rica when it is humid. There's a half a year where it's super dry. Orlando is a whole other beast when it comes to humidity. So that's one. Number two I think there's like 5,000 people and I just don't dig those huge monster events anymore. There were definitely some speakers I would like to hear. And I wish there was a way to just buy a virtual pass. I'd do it in a heartbeat. And third, it's a lot for me to leave Costa Rica and I'll definitely be heading back to California for Christmas. I've had so many visitors this year that the thought of getting on a plane to go to an event it's just not super appealing right now. 
Anyway, so it's good. It's no small undertaking to make this move. And I expect it to be a process that takes me through the end of the year. I have a lot of work to do to prepare for that move. And I talked about all of it and how I'm breaking down these 90 days. And um, I go into a lot more detail about some of the things. I think the biggest piece for me, it's just, it's going to be tedious, but it's the copying and pasting of content over. That's going to be, you know, tedious, but whatever. So therefore, because I've been meaning to clean up some stuff on my website, so I'm not going to bother until it's moved. But while I'm preparing to make that move, my main priority is creation. So I had my first call with my TikTok coach last week, Kaylee. I'll stop saying my TikTok coach and just call her Kaylee, which you'll hear more about her and I'll interview her on the podcast and we'll do live streams and all that good stuff. But our goal is to get me some results. And you know, when I'm done with this, it's going to be time to uh, post again. I need to post more often. I'm doing like one a day. I'm like, that's oh, not going to cut it. Anyway, uh, but where was I? <laughs> so, so I had a conversation with her last week. We have started the the plan for growing that channel. I've also hired someone to pull video clips from podcast interviews that support this message, my F the hustle message that I can then repurpose on TikTok. It's an interesting beast. This is another side note, because when you look at what's going viral and what's working, it, it really takes a little bit of studying and digging into it. And you'll just, it's not, you don't need to dance and be comedic and entertaining I'm stunned, truly, at some of the stuff that's, um, I'm just stunned. It's fascinating. It's truly fascinating. So my goal, as soon as I get to a 1000 subscribers on TikTok, I can put a link in my bio. So follow me. I'm just at Kim Doyle, K-I-M-D-O-Y-A-L. Anyway, where was I again? Keep losing my spot. So I've done that. I've hired someone to pull video clips. And so I'm trying to do everything on video now. Anytime that I'm doing a podcast interview or a live stream, you know, I'm doing live streams within or live training workshops, I should say within the hit send the email marketing challenge that I'm in the middle of right now. And so I have a video editor that, that's going to pull clips that I can then repurpose. So I'll keep you posted once we get that rhythm going. Showing up on TikTok, which again, I'm going to repurpose that for YouTube shorts and Instagram reels was a very conscious decision. My initial interest was because of how well it's working. I know, duh, right? However, that's not the only reason. When I look back at times when I have shown up in business and what worked was always when I put more of myself out there. Now, another off script caveat here. I like my white space. I like my quiet time. It hit me though, I don't know, a month ago. You know, (laughs) guys, my life is white space, honestly. That when I'm sitting here, I'm in my family room. I, you know, had a training this morning. I had to take my one of my dogs who's had knee surgery, took her to the vet, just have them check her out, already picked her up, came back. They're both sleeping on the floor. Like, this is my day, <laughs> right? Like, my time is mine at this stage in my life, and it's gold. I love it. So me making a conscious decision to say, Kim, your life is, you've got the space for this. It's time. It's time. So it's a very conscious decision. I know that who I am and how I move through the world works on video. It works on, on with audio, with podcasting. I feel that that's how people connect with me. That's how my business has grown. My business really took an upward trajectory when I launched the podcast. All of this showing up, connecting and engaging is who I am. 
like I said, the podcast was the first game changer because I show up genuinely and authentically as myself. The people that resonated with the podcast, the people that that resonated with are my ideal clients and customers. So the same thing, if my message and who I am and how I move through the world resonates with you on TikTok, YouTube, wherever you find me, then you are my ideal customer and client. I really had to step back because there's a lot of, I'm around a lot of people who are like, I don't want to do social and, and I get all that. Like, don't get me wrong, you guys. I, I don't want to do, I don't want to do too much. So that's why I'm looking at how can I repurpose the things that I'm already doing. But it also fuels me. So I realized it was time to stop listening to anyone who had an opinion about not doing another thing. I don't need to do one more thing. Um, I love doing all the things. Okay, it's not totally true, right? Hence hiring people to help with a lot of the things. But this is what fuels me. I have fun with it. It brings me joy. So the live training I was doing this morning with my Hit Send students, it was, we just kept going. The training was done. I was giving more examples. We were talking about stories. And then I got a call from the orthopedist with the vet. And I just, so I said, guys, we're good. We hit the hour. I'm like, I'm going to go. I kind of didn't want to. I didn't want to answer the phone. Because we were, we were having this just, we were jiving. (laughs) I literally just said we were jiving anyways, but there was, it was, there was an energy about the call. I should say there was an energy. So here's a question for you. What if we also looked at the things that bring us joy as marketing? So in a session with my therapist recently, I realized that I have this way of disempowering myself when I talk about my strengths. And let me give you an example. So this makes more sense. As I was, I, I mentioned that I've been listening to this audiobook, And one of the things, as I started doing research for TikTok and looking at my market and looking at women who I would say over 40, if not over 50, who are really resonate. And I'm not saying guys don't, but when I look at who purchases my stuff, see, one of these days I'll stop qualifying that too, but sit with me here. <laughs> I was, I was telling Susan that um, I was listening to this audiobook and I started looking at those people and I'm like, what? She can do this. I can do this. Right. And I'm doing that. And I instantly went to, and I'm not saying she's not good. And I'm not saying, you know, so it's, I want to, I instantly go to this. I'm not trying to brag. I'm not trying to, it, it, it was, and she didn't take it that way and called me on it. And so it's a way that we play small. And so also done with that. I've no doubt much of this comes from societal programming as well as being raised Catholic. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. We're supposed to be modest, humble, and not brag. Girls are taught that from a very young age. Again, fuck that. I know who I am. and I know what my intentions are. It's time to claim it. All right. So let's get back to the creation part I mentioned earlier. All right. So the F the hustle content. F the hustle content consists of content on the site, social media, and programs. So here's where I'm at right now. I have the newsletter, which we already attempted math at, and we're almost at two years. I have changed the podcast, so it's F the hustle with Kim Doyle. And then my social profiles. The piece of that is that I'm making sure that all of the banners and the messaging, my bios all match. I think most do. YouTube needs a whole refresh, but that's going to have to come in a month or two. So here is what I'm working on. 
I'm working on a new opt-in for the site. This is going to, and this is for F the Hustle, but I'm very excited about this because I've had this sort of ninja idea. It's going to be an email course, which is very much like my um, easy email marketing. I'll keep that on the site somewhere, but I'm going to rebrand it. And that's going to go under inked email, which inked email, if you've not heard, is a new service I'm running uh, with my daughter and a couple of writers where we will provide done for you writing. Email, we'll do lead magnets, we'll do um, newsletters, sales copy, website copy. More on that later. Um, But you can go to inkedemail.com. Anyway, so this new opt-in, it's for F the Hustle. I'm calling it an email experience because I'm going to integrate video into it. It's going to be interactive. So almost like gamifying it. So a click through will be to, to watch a video and then maybe something happens. And I don't want people to have to do things because I personally, I kind of hate gamification, but I want it to be an experience to the point where one of the emails will have either respond or click or whatever, something that's a little bit more action on their part. And then I want to mail them something like snail mail which means my daughter is going to be mailing him because it would never get there from here unless I can find a good service that I can automate the whole thing through, which is probably easiest. So that's coming and I'll, I'll share that. I'll create content around it. I'll talk about the sequence, the whole nine yards. I think it's, it's just time for something new. So I'm going to create an email experience that then puts them on the F the hustle newsletter list. Um, and I'm going to track the engagement and see how that goes. All right. So that's, the first thing I'm working on. The second thing is there's going to be a brand new group coaching program that will be coming in September. So I'll be probably end of August. And this is, this is how I do everything now. And I absolutely love this. The model is I only want 10, 20 people. I'm just going to put an offer out there. Hit me up. We'll have a quick conversation. It's a good fit. It's a good fit. It's a three month program and it's a small private group coaching with me. And then lastly, video creating video content that supports this message and drives traffic. All right. Next is hiring help. Throughout the years, I've worked with plenty of contractors, but it's been a long time since I've had people that were part of my day-to-day operations and a real structured team. There's no way I can grow this myself by myself, at least not the way I want to. Like I said, my daughter is my business partner on inked email. Um, and she's wearing a lot of hats. She's helping me with F the Hustle. She's helped me with a lot of stuff behind the scenes, editing, audio, video editing, social stuff. Uh, she's kind of wearing a lot of hats right now. And so we need to clarify what that looks like for both of us. We're getting there, but it's going to be a process. But the other positions are a video editor, which I mentioned I've hired. I have a writer. So here's a new another realization I had about myself was... I want someone to repurpose my content into Twitter threads, tweets, and LinkedIn posts. I'm all about the long form content. I can do it all day long. I love it. It's a, it's a process I enjoy. I kind of get lost in my thoughts with it. I like doing the editing. Um, but when it comes to short form stuff, it, I don't know. It just, it's not my sweet spot. So I have reconnected. It was great when I posted the job for my video editor And again, what he's doing right now, he's also a YouTube guy, but he is pulling clips that I can repurpose for TikTok reels and shorts, YouTube shorts. Um, But the writer, so I I went to Upwork because I was referred to the video editor from Kaylee, TikTok coach. 
And I posted the job on Upwork because that's where he was. And an article writer that I had hired years ago for clients um, reached out to me. He's like, hey, long time no talk. You know, do you need any articles? And I said, I don't, but do you do this? He said, absolutely. So the video editor has started. The writer, we're kind of, I think I haven't haven't heard from him for a day or two, so I got to follow up with him. But um, so that's that. Next is a VA. And I'm doing this and I want, I'm sharing how this is happening because if you think you can't hire for these positions, think this way. So I'm in a small mastermind with two good friends and we meet twice a month. So we created what we're calling Project VA. None of us need a full-time VA at this point, but we thought, what if we found a full-time VA that we could share? And so we're looking at that. So think about those positions. I mean, obviously you can do hourly and whatnot, but we want someone to grow long-term. So that's what we're thinking in terms of the VA. And then lastly would be a graphics, probably after the first of the year. And I'm totally fine. I had I really did like um, Kemp that I was using. And then a friend hired a designer and she's like, oh, I can use them. I'd go back to Kemp in a heartbeat unless I can find somebody that I really like on a retainer. Um, but like I said, I've already started working with the video editor and the writer. So I'm very excited about that. Since my sweet spot with content is long form, I would like to start doing, I need to get back to medium. I repurpose everything there, but I would like to publish some original content that supports the F the hustle message. All right. Let's talk about creating the frameworks for F the hustle. Last fall, when I was working with a coach, uh, the brilliant Maritza Zapata, I created an entire model for F the hustle. That would be a monthly membership. The only problem with the membership was that the closer I got to launching it, the more I realized I didn't want to do a monthly membership. Do I want recurring revenue? I do. But the membership model, I just, I couldn't think of a way that that would work for me that I didn't feel like, I should say, I couldn't figure out a way to make that work for me that it felt like the ROA, the ROI was right. So I have friends that have told me I tend to be a little bit too generous with my time and energy when teaching, doing group programs, et cetera. I have a tendency to be like, oh, well, let's do another call or, oh, I'll do a one-on-one. Just email me. We'll set up a time. And it's like, stop it. <laughs> I'm still working on what those boundaries look like. And I really did feel in my gut that the time involved was just not going to be worth it. However, here's the magic of trusting the process. I have everything I worked on last summer with Manitza and we'll use it moving forward. So even though I didn't launch the membership, the work I did with her was invaluable. I have gone through the whole hero's journey. I have success stages, what that looks like. I've got some proprietary frameworks. It just, it's anyway. And so here I was literally a year ago at this time thinking I was launching this F the hustle monthly membership. But it's taken what it's taken, right? It's taken the work that I've done this year. I think I'm just going to accept the fact that I keep saying, right? I don't know. I'm going to let that go. Then this came to me last week when I was listening to an audiobook, and I'm calling it the Miss Method, M I S S. Now, I love that the letters represent my method, but at first I wasn't really digging Miss. 
But there's going to be some copy magic that I play with and maybe, who knows, it could end up being changed. But as I started digging into it, it reminded me that it also, it's indicative of people building a business and it supports what they want because it prevents them from missing out on the moments that matter. See what I did there? (laughs) Bear with me. It's a work in progress. All right. So here's what the miss method is. First is mindset. Everything starts here. Learning to manage your thoughts, create new beliefs, and implement a practice for mindset is required to create what you want. You know, when I think back to when I first got into sort of self-help, self-development, and eventually, you know, which morphed into a lot of business motivation and then eventually became spiritual. Now I just, I listen to and read a bunch of it. You hear about mindset, but I have yet to find a way to explain this to people other than you don't get it till you get it. And there has to be, I truly believe this, that you, the, the desire needs to be there to, to be, you want, you have to want to be able to change your thoughts. Want to be able, Yeah. You have to believe that you can change your thoughts. You have to believe that there's another way to do something. And I, most of this, honestly, besides the stuff that I read and consume has come from the work I've done with Susan, because it's not being called out, but when something is called to your attention, I should say, and from somebody you respect and admire and trust, and it makes you stop and reevaluate how you looked at something. That's priceless. All right. So sorry, sideways, uh, the miss method. Uh, so we talked about mindset. The second is intention. And I am going to double down on this one. Setting intentions and following the inspiration with some structure is at the core of what F the hustle is. It is about becoming. Setting those intentions and then creating behaviors and and uh, habits. And it's about who you become in the process. Even if you don't hit a goal or um, you know a target that you've set for yourself, you that intention and the process and who you become getting there is going to help you get there. So intention. Next is strategy. And working from inspiration and intention does not mean you work without a plan. It simply means you're in charge of the plan. Creating a strategy for what you want is your map. You know, when you stop to think about it, I love the map analogy. There are, when I think about the United States, I'm from California, East, West Coast, let's say New York. There are a whole lot of different routes that you can take if you were to, say, drive a car to go from California to New York. You know, you get to create that journey. It's up to you. And will there be times you have to course correct? Absolutely. But creating the strategy for your business is simply a map and you have to be able to stay fluid and flexible and open to what shows up. I do not think what I've learned most about myself is recently, you know, I had in, I had, yeah, I'm done paying for it. I invested in a very, a really, really good program. And I thought I'm going to do exactly what she says to do. And a couple things were out of alignment. They didn't feel right in my body. And surprisingly, not it didn't go as what as I'd hoped. So the strategy has to work for you. I think it's important to be able to look at things that work and say, this works, this doesn't. And then regardless of your results to look back and say, okay, what, where did things 
not come out? Where did things work? Um, people were interested. So I got people to opt in, but then people didn't show up, but then how many sold, how many did, you know, so there's a whole, there's so much information. It's not as simple as it did or didn't work. There's, there's a ton of data in there. So strategy. And then lastly, with the miss method is systems. This is also a position I'll be hiring for. If you've ever done the disc personality test, which if you haven't D I S C you can Google it. There's free ones all over the place. Um, <laughs> this is where I score the lowest. Creating and managing systems is not my strength. Sticking with the routine and paying attention is totally doable for me. And it's exciting. And I also know you can't grow if you don't know what's working. So this isn't about putting my head in the sand, but I have straight up said uh, to my friend, Sandy Eveleth, who is a notion wizard. And I have, she's helping me. We've done a custom notion dashboard. We're calling it your email engine for hit send. And we've got a bunch of Notion stuff we're working on together. But what, how this how this works, I don't know why I said that twice. How this works is I draw it out. This is my vision for this. This is what I want to happen. And then she goes into Notion and boom. And one of my biggest complaints with Notion is that it looks kind of ugly. <laughs> it's very plain. So I'm all about it has to look good as well. So my goal is to put my entire business into Notion in terms of the strategy and the systems and like uh, onboarding or what does our content plan look like? What is the email campaigns look like? So all of those things will go into that. A ton of this stuff can be automated. So that's where I need her ninja brain. So that like, here's a wish as an example. When I publish the F the Hustle newsletter, I would love it if I could create a zap Zapier or an automation through, there's a new one called Make, which used to be called something else. But every time I publish through ConvertKit for the time being, um, that it automatically populates a table in Notion with the date, the name of the newsletter, and ideally any links that I've shared. I don't know if that's possible, but some ninja person out there, I'm sure, has figured it out. But that's not my sweet spot, that's not my strength someone else doing that where I get to check in and we get to look at things or I'm saying, okay, what am I creating? What am I working on? And then doing my part to keep those pieces of my business engine running, so to speak is important, but managing that stuff is not the best use of my time because somebody could do it in a fraction of the time. So like I said, I have an entire hero's journey and success stages mapped out. That will be the basis for creating and growing a business with the, with F the hustle. And, you know, all of these, this is one framework and this is just the beginning. And so what is coming? Ah, here we go. So I mentioned a while ago that I will host my first F the hustle live event in Costa Rica during the first quarter of 2023, which will be the first of many. I've also reached out to a friend who is a book coach to help me write my first book, which of course will be called F the hustle. No idea on the tagline yet, but you know, as I was writing the show notes for this, and some of you might remember, I was doing a seven-day book writing challenge with Jasper, the AI writing tool. Um, I was doing an AI challenge. I love that tool. I think it's great. I primarily use it for frameworks or ads and that kind of stuff. But when it came to writing the book, I felt like... I was robbing myself of this experience for lack of a better word. I, this is me. I want this to be mine. 
And so I don't mind, to me, AI writing tools are assistants and I like doing it. I really, truly enjoy it. And so as I was thinking about this, as I was writing the post, um, I don't want this to be like just a traditional book. I want to, you can expect some doodles, some drawings, business life stories, and whatever else shows itself, maybe photos. I don't know, but I don't want it to just be a typical book, which again, this is a perfect example of it takes what it takes. It happens when it happens because originally when I was doing the book challenge, which was like a year ago, it was going to look completely different. This totally has me juiced. And I don't know if I said this um, at the beginning, but I was like, it would be kind of fun to do a trilogy of books. F the hustle. Cause these are all hashtags. Hashtag F the hustle. Hashtag just show up and hashtag everything is content. I don't know. We'll see. But that idea kind of came to me. Um, but like I said, I'm creating a movement. So I am on a mission to create more joy, ease, and abundance on the planet. My method of doing that is through online business. And I am completely open to how this all unfolds. Am I nervous? Absolutely. <laughs> Part of the homework I had to do for TikTok, uh, like I said, Kaylee has a course was to research competitors. And as I was doing this, I had two thoughts. And I, I talked about this a little bit um, in the conversation then that I had with my therapist, Susan. On one hand, part of me was saying, if they can do this, I can do this. Come on. And then the other part of me was like, well, yeah, but hasn't everything already been said? And am I just another voice? Am I just adding to the noise? And she reminded me, she said, but Kim, your audience is waiting for you to put your spin on it, for you to say it. And she really helped me reframe everything. And I'm thinking, I don't know if she's up for it. I'll probably send this to her to listen to. So if you're listening, <laughs> it'd be fun to have a conversation that I can publish on the podcast if she's up for it. Um, am I comfortable with the reframe? Sort of, kind of. I, But I do know that the more I do it, the more comfortable it will become. So here's a challenge for you. Here's a little um, piece that you can walk away with is think of five people that you would consider competition. And please, let's not go sideways with, there's no such thing as competition. It's cooperation, whatever. Okay, just, I don't have another word for competition. So think of five people you would consider competition or someone doing something similar to what you want to do. Then really take a step back, put on your best Spock hat, as in Spock from Star Trek. This was a I think my aunt always said, she's like, how would Spock handle this? And he always looked at the facts, no emotions, right? And look at what they're doing. Don't judge it, but just look at what they're doing. Remind yourself at one time, they were new, they were starting. I think about some of these authors or Mel Robbins is another example I gave her, you know, she's got the five second rule, five, four, three, two, one, she makes herself get up and do something. And that's a super simplified term for an entire book that she's created, but she's blown up. She shared her story. She's created these things. They're all just her. They're all just her. And I don't mean just see qualifying, but there's no reason you can't do something similar with what you want to put out in the world. And that is note to self. But when you look at these things, ask yourself, and you're looking at these people, I should say, do they have a proprietary system or a process or a framework or a thing that they've created? If so, what qualified them to do it? Do they have special qualifications that make them the only person capable of what they've done? No, 
Wow. And I'm, I'm sure I've talked about this piece with uh, Maritza Parra, who's a, a dear friend. She was a coach of mine last year. Maritza has created Heartwork Journaling. She was told at an event from a very well-known male marketer, somebody pulled her aside and said, you know, you can't do a business like this. You need to do, focus on your list building. Because at the time she had started, she was doing Doodle Your Emotions, talking about using artwork and doodling to work through what you're feeling and thinking and things you're processing. So she started doing it live. She did live streams every week and recorded those, turned those into a book called Heartwork Journaling. That is a beautiful book, by the way, on Amazon. And then she launched Heartwork Journaling University, a membership. And now she has Heartwork Journaling certification and she has therapists and teachers and people going through this, all her own proprietary processes, systems, training that she created from a space of intention and a desire to serve. So that's what I want you to look at. She simply chose to show up. And so that's where I, when listening to this audiobook, I thought no more qualified than me, nothing else other than showing up. So here we go, guys, I'm going to show up in a little bit different, in a lot of bit different way, I should say. That's just one of my chemisms. I like saying a lot of it instead of a little bit. And that's what I'm going to do. I hope you join me on this journey. I would absolutely love your feedback. And trolls need not apply because I just don't care anymore. <laughs> the trolls, I just, I don't give a shit. Um, but let's do this. Let's do this. It's time. I, I think the world is waiting for new voices and new energy. And that's where I'm going. So let's, let's do it. Let's F the hustle, guys. As always, I love you tons. Thank you so much for listening. And I have a great interview coming up next week with a new lovely friend that I respect and admire. His name is Kavan Chung. He's written a Twitter book. He's got a cohort. He is just a wonderful human being. So stay tuned for that next week. And I will catch you next time. Have you signed up for F the Hustle yet? If not, now's the time. F the Hustle is the newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to ditch the hustle, grow a profitable business, and enjoy the journey. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the Hustle to sign up today.